In the spring of 2021, I was working on a story about an increase in demand for headstones. My reporting took me to a manufacturing plant in Barrie. And while I was there, I encountered a man working on a sculpture. I told him it was beautiful. And he said, no, it's not. It's just what I do. This stuck with me. And more than a year later, I went back to spend some time with him. It turned out that he wasn't just a sculptor. He's the last Italian sculptor left in Barrie. And this is his story. Do you come to the cemetery often? Mm, no, usually I give tours. You know, tours, all that, because <laughs> I made it that <laughs> I know more than even the cemetery knows. No, you understand what I mean, the family and the workers, and, you know. This is Giuliano Cecchinelli. He's 79 years old and has a gray beard, a brown plaid shirt, and a floppy beret. He's a classically trained sculptor and has been carving stone since he was a boy in Italy. These days, he lives in Barrie, Vermont. He's part of a long legacy of Italian stone carvers here. Craftsmen whose skill transformed an industry and made Barry the granite capital of the world. He's showing me around Hope Cemetery, which is both a graveyard and a kind of museum. It was established at the turn of the 20th century, when the first Italian stone carvers moved to town. 1895-96 is one of the first tombstones laid in Hope Cemetery. Those carvers, way back then, they really had it. They knew what the hell they were doing. Look at the ripples and the, you know, it looked much more realistic than the, the real thing. These stone carvers came from northern Italy, where there have been marble quarries for thousands of years. They were the best sculptors in the world. In the late 1800s, some of them moved from northern Italy to southern Vermont to work in the burgeoning marble industry there. Then granite began to be quarried in Barrie, and some of those sculptors moved again. The industry took off, and stonecutters, sculptors, and quarrymen flocked to Barrie from all over Europe. A hundred years ago, immigrants made up almost half of Barry's population, and the majority of them were from Italy. Are there any old ones that you really like? Oh, sure, a lot of them. Matter of fact, as we walk there, we'll see one of the most famous ones, you know, Elio Corti, the guy who got shot, you know, at the labor hall. The Italian stoneworkers who came to Barry more than a century ago brought their families, their values, and their way of life. They built a neighborhood in the north end of town, made wine during Prohibition, established a mutual aid society, and built the Socialist Labor Party Hall. In 1903, a man named Elia Corti was shot there. Now he sits in Hope Cemetery, on a block of granite, chin in his hand, with the tools of his trade nearby. He was a sculptor. Look at a pneumatic tool. This is one of, this is a tool like you uh, use, compass. right? A compass, yeah. It's a caliper. In the early 20th century, Barrie was a booming industry town. Thousands of workers spent their days making monuments. The railroad chugged into town to take them around the country, and stone dust filled the air. 
Back then, many of the sculptors developed silicosis, a disease caused by the particles that gathered in their lungs. Giuliano points to another sculpture. It shows a man slumped back with his eyes closed. A woman stands next to him, her hand on his chest. There's the Bruiser Monument. What's happening there? He's the guy, he's dying of silica. All this was a long time ago. These days, Barrie is no longer the bustling town it once was. The granite industry has modernized and consolidated. The flood of immigrants turned into a trickle and eventually stopped. The Italian sculptors have died or retired or moved away. And Giuliano is the only one left. Giuliano lives in a brown house north of Barrie. Art covers the walls and statues line the shelves. I got too much junk, let's put it this way. <laughs> we sit down in the kitchen, and he shows me his hands. See, they're all deformed. See, each finger, they're all different. They look, they're all calluses all over. See? But I mean, what do you expect, you know? These hands have been carving stone for almost 70 years. He started as a boy in Carrara, Italy, a city on the Tuscan coast famous for its marble. There are open quarries in the mountains there that make them look like they're covered with snow. Whenever I go back, what I miss is just like, you ride in a car and you see these great, huge mountains, marble all over. You feel so overwhelmed. Because no matter where you go, you see it. Many of the craftsmen who came to Barrie around the turn of the century were from Carrara. The town is renowned for its stone carvers. Giuliano's father worked in marble, and his grandfather before that. We go generations. We go about 20 generations back or more. At age 11, Giuliano went to art school. For his first assignment in sculpture, he was told to make a cube. They give you a rough piece of stone, so naturally you get two straight edges, and then you make a parallel. Then once you got one plane, you take a measurement, you take a measurement, and then you mark it, you make the other second plane. You make your own square. Make your surface, and then you understand the planes. Giuliano says he had a natural ability to see these planes, the invisible grid that governs the laws of perspective, proportion, light, and shadow. In our school, I had a professor, and he said, I wish I had your eyes. Over the next few years, Giuliano learned the fundamentals of religious sculpture and the essentials of portraiture, the anatomy of a hand, the taper of a perfect column. In 1959, when Giuliano was a teenager, his father was offered a job at the Vermont Marble Company. He took it, and two years later, Giuliano and his mother joined him. And just like the first Italian stone carvers, almost a hundred years before, they made the move from northern Italy to southern Vermont. I had no say, let's put it this way, to come here. You know, I just followed my family because I was underage. I was 17. Yeah. Giuliano left Carrara behind, and after eight seasick days on a ship called the Christopher Columbus, he found himself in the small Vermont town of Proctor. He learned English and spent the next few years going to high school. In the afternoons and over the summers, he worked alongside his dad at the Vermont Marble Company. He graduated from Proctor High School in 1964. 
Next to his photo in the yearbook, he included a quote. It says, the glory and good of art. In the warehouse at Batura and Girardi Granite Artisans, workers transform hunks of granite into headstones. And past the production line, under the bright light of a floor lamp, is where you'll find the last Italian stone carver in Barrie. He's bent over a small piece of stone with a tool in his hand. Giuliano usually works on commission, carving flowers, praying hands, and religious figures for tombstones. Sometimes, like today, he'll come in just to tinker. The stone in front of him is a scrap piece of granite left over from a headstone. He's carving it into a bust, about five inches tall. They're making things, but me, I see the lines, I make it a whole different thing. After Giuliano graduated from Proctor High School, he worked for a brief time at the Vermont Marble Company. But he says they asked him to do things below the skill level he'd shown them. So he quit. Me, I said, forward, yes, but backward, never. So I called a friend of my father that he lived in Barrie. I says, can, yeah, can you find a, a spot for me? He says, oh, yeah, no problem. He got a job at Batura and Sons. And just like Vermont's very first Italian stone carvers in the late 1800s, he and his father made the move from Proctor to Barry and from marble to granite. When he first arrived here, he was 22, the youngest Italian stone carver in town. All the Italians, we used to gather, you know, every holiday we used to go downtown, sit around and talk. See, you know, what you're doing, what type of work you're doing, and uh, that's all we do, we gather. Now, today, it doesn't work that way because there isn't that many Italians any longer. By the time Giuliano moved here in the mid-60s, the Italian population in Barrie was on the decline. It's only dwindled further in the years since. And the granite industry has changed. Mark Girardi owns the company where Giuliano works. He bought it in 2000. In the 70s, there was probably 35 or so manufacturers uh, in, in the greater Barrie area. And, and now there's, you know, about maybe a little more than half of that. He says manufacturers have gotten bigger and fulfill more orders. Automation and computers have reduced the amount of labor they need to run. Sculpture isn't as popular as it used to be. And there aren't many people left who know how to do it. We can do certain things on automated equipment, but we can't get that human element that a sculptor, a true good sculptor, can get. So we, we understand that we're going we're gonna to lose an art uh, unless we can find some younger people to come into it. He doesn't know what he'll do when Giuliano's gone. In the first few years Mark Girardi worked with Giuliano, they got a commission for a monument for a young man who died. The family wanted a bust and sent some photos to go by. He got done the portrait and we're all looking at it and say, wow, he did a super job. And we had the people fly in to look at it. And it was a mother and daughter. And they looked at it and they were talking and they're going back and forth and we're, we're wondering, uh-oh. And she said... It's him, but my son had happy eyes, not sad eyes. And I'm sitting there, whoa, what's this? I mean, I don't think that can be done. 
Giuliano said, give me 20 minutes. And we all walked away for 20 minutes. And we came back and he created happy eyes from sad eyes. There's no doubt about it, it was there. It, this is multi little tiny, one eighth here, one sixteenth here in the pupils. It was amazing. That's when I really knew that this guy was a genius, not just a sculpture. Giuliano has a landline in his kitchen and always picks up the phone. Oh, yes. Matter of fact, I'm giving an interview now. <laughs> yeah, right now. <laughs> okay, very good. Listen to you. Bye. He sits back down at the kitchen table and flips through a three-ring binder of photographs and newspaper clippings. Those are the Italians that they came with my father. Is this your father? Yeah, Alberto, yeah. Is this you? Yeah. And this? Yeah, that's me. One photo shows Giuliano in the 80s, with long hair and his signature beret, standing next to the model he made for the Italian-American Stonecutter Monument in downtown Barrie. And there's one of him with his interpretation of Mr. Pickwick, the Charles Dickens character, which stands outside the library. It's just like, look at this photograph from Mr. Pickwick, okay? from upside down, so you see his eyeglasses, he's written on the book. Giuliano's parents moved back to Italy decades ago, but he stayed here in Barrie. He fell in love, got married, and had three children. He became well-known in town. His skill gained renown in the granite industry. He says he sometimes misses the huge, marble-topped mountains of Carrara, and he wonders sometimes what he's doing here and what would have happened if he'd gone somewhere else. But he stayed. I'm a person that takes whatever is in front of you. See, it isn't that you, you dream or you want to be. See, you take things that come along and you try to make the best of it. He lives alone in this house, with art on the walls and statues on the shelves. His wife, Julia, died in 2015. His children have grown, and his health isn't what it used to be. He could have quit working years ago. But what can I say? Just like carving or sculpting is everything to me. And uh, I don't know. It's, uh, It's it. You know, yeah. If something happened, you know, that uh, the granite stopped, they stopped quarrying the granite, I mean, what would I do? As the decades passed, the youngest Italian stone carver in Barrie became the last. There are others with Italian heritage working with granite, but as far as Giuliano knows, he's living in the last sentence of a story that began more than a century ago. Yeah, no, I'm the last of the... I'm the last of, of the sculptures here, you know. And um, I don't know. I don't know all, how long um, I still go be doing it, you know. As long as I get up in the morning, I go to work.
Hope Cemetery is just down the road from Giuliano's house. There are more than 10,000 monuments here, but just like you can identify someone's handwriting, you can tell which sculptures are his. I got landscape, I got portraitures, I got religious figures, I got about just about everything, you know, it's just, it's all the profession that I learned and now I put them to use. He walks over to a rough-hewn stone, where a young man in an army uniform sits with a cigarette. The figure of a young woman emerges from its smoke. They're carved in perfect detail, from the gaze of their eyes to the folds of their clothes, and if it weren't for the gray granite color of their skin, you might think they were alive. Giuliano made this for a stone worker named Giuseppe Donati. So he came to this country with my father back in, you know, in 1959. But you see how realistic. Giuliano walks around, pointing out his other work. A granite biplane, a young woman in the arms of an angel, a giant pair of hands holding a bouquet of flowers. Okay, we'll go below here. I got a couple more to show you. He walks over to a stone that shows a man and a woman in long coats standing pressed together. His arm is around her, and she's leaning into him. It's made from a piece of granite that was cut wrong and would have been discarded. I believe this is the best tombstone that there is in the whole damn cemetery. Why? Because it's an original thing. It's a happening. See, and I make the best of the happenings. See, now from length you can see my, here, see my wife over there as a child holding a dog. He's pointing to his own tombstone, which he made a few years ago. It's unlike any of the others in Hope Cemetery. It's rough-hewn and shows his wife, Julia, as a little girl, seated barefoot next to Giuliano as a young man, who's dragging a bundle of sticks. It's my life and, you know, her life also, you know. Do you believe in God? To tell you the truth, no. I'm God. You're God. Everybody's God. Try to explain who's God. God. Piece of grass is God. Uh, A bush. A flower. You know, it's all created by nature. Nature is God. Giuliano hates it when people wash the tombstones here. He prefers the dirt and lichen that slowly come to cover them and give depth to the carvings. If it's left untouched, his own stone will darken with age and exposure. Maybe a hundred years from now, a tour guide will point to it and say, that was the last Italian stone carver in Barry. But as far as Giuliano's concerned, he doesn't want to be remembered for anything. Like all the others before him, he's left his mark. See, to me, it's a story. Just look what you're doing, you're making a story of me. It's a story, that's all. And that's the end of this story. It was reported by me, Anna Van Dyne, with editing from Mark Davis and Erica Heilman. Digital support from Mike Dougherty and Elodie Reed, with additional assistance from Kari Anderson. Special thanks to Josh Crane, Paige Girardi-Lamthy, Sue Higby, Mary Fergozzi, and Scott McLaughlin. Thank you for listening to this documentary special from Vermont Public. Oh,
up. I'd like to know how low is down and when will we have snow? If you bump into Gallagher, you'll find that sheen is near. When it's night time in Italy, it's Wednesday over here.